clickers and clackers, and welcome to the HBO Boys Podcast. I'm Adam, and with me until the bitter end of this show is Ryan. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're going to go over the penultimate episode of HBO's hit show based off the award-winning video game, The Last of Us. This week's episode entitled, When We Are In Need, and clocks in at a runtime of 50 minutes and ramps up the emotion, the violence, the disturbing nature of living in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where your worst fears could be realized by your fellow man rather than a fungus-enveloped clicking monster. Yeah. Yeah. This episode was very true to the source materials, right down to the set pieces looking incredibly identical to the game. This was a very excellent job here done by the crew, again showcasing the sparing of no expenses to get this story right. They really went out of their way. And in this episode, we get to meet a few new faces, but two very specific men. David, whose chilling performance was played by Scott Shepard, and James, none other than the OG voice and mocap actor of Joel from the game, the legendary Troy Baker. Ryan, how'd you feel about this episode? Tell me all of your feelings. I felt generally positive. The penultimate episode of the season. Ellie will never be the same Mm -mm. again. Um, (laughs) uh, She is mentally unstable. Yeah, no, this ain't gonna go well. Yeah, uh, it's no. Oh, it already wasn't going well, and this episode was as badly as it could have gone. Like, <laughs> if she was describing, if she was like, I mean, what could go wrong? Could I, I don't know, <laughs> be taken by a uh, a group full of religious cannibals locked in a barn that will eventually be burning down, and then have a crazed psychopath try to rape me and then eat me? That could never happen. That and if would it did. Never happen. <laughs> I would just be ruined for good. Good thing that won't happen. Oh, 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 man. <laughs> dang it, dude. It happened. How did you feel about the sets of this show? Like the location? Mm, oh, no, it's wonderful. I-, I think they're shooting up in Calgary. It looks cold for real. Yeah, for sure. I think it was. And, uh, you know, the penultimate episode of HBO shows, especially in the last decade, have a lot to be lived up to. Okay, you didn't watch Game of Thrones. That's the thing I say. Was it the Red Wedding? Lot. But uh, well, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like the penultimate <laughs> episodes of Game of Thrones were <laughs> bonker sauce, and they usually came with large set pieces, huge swaying plot points that will sure. lead you into the future and make you think, God, that's like a a corner that the writers just wrote themselves into. How could they? ever pull themselves out of that and then they just you know do that shit so uh (laughs) to varying degrees of success and up until the very end of this episode i was feeling internally this doesn't feel like a penultimate episode of an hbo show sure Uh, but then you get to a very large barn set piece that is burning to the ground and then a mono imano cannibal versus baby and uh and who will win you know, and uh, whoever does win will never be the same. Yeah. It, so I was it, like, okay, okay, okay. We're reaching penultimate HBO show uh, like levels right now. And that that scene in the the burning, I don't know if it was a barn. I think it was a restaurant. But that don't 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 burning don't, building that's semantics. <laughs> burning building that scene they had some shots that were one-to-one uh how you would play it in the game as ellie uh, hiding behind things as david's walking around and we'll get to that a little bit more but you know it, it was i, I did have good. one issue though one glaring it. issue and it's i think this episode gives cannibalism a bad name um sure i mean you know, 
listen it depends are, on this, how if you believe him or not yeah no <laughs> not enough people are eating people if you ask me oh oh, oh so that's where we're going <laughs> come on it's the listen it's the apocalypse it's starve yeah. or eat your pals and i eat choose eat my pals. pals it's it's not like i mean the way he made it sound it's not like they're killing people to eat them they're eating the people that have died for some reason or another right yeah is, is that what you got out of it yeah i did and you know what like even that is not the level of cannibalism that i was hoping for here oh, you know like please uh, this, indulge me no eat your pals so this came up a little <laughs> bit with yellow jackets as well adam if we're being chased by yes. say like a cougar but sure. only at night and during <laughs> okay. the next day your leg is broken for some reason and there's no food you're getting chomped my guy yeah. okay i'm chomping you and sure. i'd expect you to do the same to me mm. yeah. also is it weird that under the obviously terrible circumstance where someone had to eat me, I really hope I taste good just to fuck with them? <laughs> like, Well, you are what you eat. What was the last time you had Chinese food? Very recent. So Ex- recently. So I'm excited for this if it happens tomorrow. Yeah. Just like the person like tanking a chomp uh, of my of my lower leg. Like, guys, I don't want to be gross, but I'm eating Ryan's leg right now. And my word, my top word. five meals, top five <laughs> meals. <laughs> including pre-apocalypse it is a wonderful medium rare it's and i know it's morbid but i can't help but tell the truth shout out to adam for grilling uh ryan's leg it was an obvious <laughs> it, the, the grill marks so very nice but slap yeah. my dick and call me shirley if this here leg ain't a lot uh doing a lot of the heavy lifting it's just a good leg it's well prepared and uh and ryan did a good job keeping his leg you know it's not the bad one it's <laughs> not his wonderfully bad leg. seasoned very nicely seasoned leg uh <laughs> it, it, it was again it's doing the heavy lifting of this meal not so much of his body <laughs> anymore hey anyway <laughs> chomp 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 uh cannibalism for life oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh oh cannibalism that's my for new life. character that's, that's that's my new character do you like him yeah, that, yeah he's uh, great. that's uh that's thinks cannibalism should be a bigger thing and is yeah. weirded out that it's not it's weird that it's not it's yeah. not more mainstream especially <laughs> post-apocalyptic like right yeah stop getting all like hoity-toity like up your own butt about cannibalism of course they should be and they're not doing it enough <laughs> well cannibalism aside sure 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 this show has been a great stage for performers to flex not only their emotional acting muscles but their visual facial expressions as well we got a lot of close-ups in this episode the scenes between david and ellie are really wonderfully done lots of smirks and eye contact from him while ellie's scene uh kind of showcasing every emotional magical it seems Mm. a generational talent bella ramsey is wouldn't you think yeah, no, she's going through it and yeah. she's doing a wonderful job while using a dialect that is not her original. Right. Uh, and, right. And, and she's just, yeah, I mean, we say it every episode now, but she is killing it because, uh, again, the perspective shift has occurred. Joel is not the main character anymore. Right. She is. So we spent a lot of time gaining sympathy for Joel which I think we should dive into uh, later because it's going to matter a lot how much we sympathize with Joel coming up here real soon. But now we are within the character of Ellie. Uh, We are playing as Ellie now. And this was a a pretty rocky start to playing as Ellie because uh, she is a lot of uh, it goes. Well, 
people are trying to eat her. So, yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty intense when you were playing the game as her in this scenes as well. I mean, obviously, it's way more drawn out in the game. You have a lot more time to to explore and, and walk around with her with with controlling her and the scary cannibal stuff doesn't happen what seems like a couple hours after you leave joel from the house it could be shorter i just am remembering it wrong but you do spend a lot more time with her by herself one-on-one doing stuff and interacting with david in more ways because in the game there's actually an entire scene that they don't have in the show which is david and ellie fighting off a horde of infected that are overrunning their little kind of camping hideout while they wait for the other guy it was just more drawn out but overall yeah i think this episode actually made it into the top as my favorite of the show so far i think wow and and we have one left and it went on and afforded the confirmation that joel and ellie's relationship was reaching a very important milestone we also got an excellent mix of fear and anguish and violence and resolution which was very satisfying and it was probably the most accurate to the in-game events minus that infection horde fighting scene of the entire show so far aside from the very first episode right i don't think it's my favorite episode i it's the pilot will still be my favorite episode at the moment bill and frank will be second and this one probably comes up as as my third but yeah no i uh this was a good example of introducing a new character david being that character you, David, I don't think he's a very good guy. And he does something very specific that I hate so, so much, which is using religion to lord power over people, people who are afraid to speak uh, or naysay him whatsoever, because when they do, they get slapped the shit out, like Will Smith to Chris Rock, <laughs> to slap the shit out of him. And Not great. They, no, and then they... Oh, when and like saying, well, would God want you to tell me that I was wrong? Like, fuck you, bitch. How <laughs> hey, about you? you? No, fuck you. Anyway, uh, we should eat people. Like, that's anyway, <laughs> let's eat people. Is what it is, baby. God, <laughs> yeah. I hit you. We eat people, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is it for spoiler freebies. Hang on tight after this ad. We're spoiling this episode like that 20 year old Chef Boyardee that Ellie ate from episode three or four or whatever it was. Uh, we'll be right back. Gross. I think we spoiled a lot of stuff already. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back. That was a really cool ad. Sick, dude. We're starting in a lakeside resort town. Uh, We see David as a preacher reading to a group of people. And a little girl asks, hey, when can we bury my dad who was killed on your lookout watch? And David's just like, "Eh, we're going to just have to wait for spring, I guess, because the ground's frozen, right? I don't think that's the reason. Where are they going to put their body? Where are they going to put the body? Yeah, no, I don't think that's the reason. They're putting the body in their mouth, right? Right, yeah. Right, yeah. (laughs) And uh, let's not uh, forget that this father that this Mm. little girl is talking about ran at Joel at at just full speed. With a bat. And tried to murder him without saying any words. Unreal. He's just as bad. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. He's and an I'm asshole. glad he's dead. Yeah, I'm glad he's dead. It is weird, though. You know what I don't wish upon you? You eating him tonight, which you're gonna, and it's a bummer. <laughs> 
Enter in now James, again, played by Troy Baker, a follower, but seems like kind of a close second to this group. And their interaction in front makes David seem like he has a bit of a dark side in the way Mm. he's agreeing with him, kind of very hesitantly agreeing with him. It's a weird vibe. Yeah, it feels like, you know, he's David's right hand man. He doesn't agree with everything that David does, but at this point, you know, stay close to the seat of power and close your eyes and agree as much as you can. Again, you said uh, this is Troy Baker. He played Joel in the video game. Personally, Mm. I think that Troy Baker is a bit insufferable. uh, And every time he talks, he sounds like... His head is so far up his ass that he still farts even when his head up what? there and he just goes, I don't know. Like he's just, have you watched a lot of interviews with him? Cause I have. I and have not. <laughs> he talks about acting like he's like, Oh, acting like he just has like a, like, I don't know. I don't like he has scotch and he's, he's just fiddling around with ice cubes. Just like, you oh, know what? The, Power the art him, of acting. I'm a professional. Like that's his vibe to me. And, <laughs> and it's, it's weird and gross but he does a wonderful job uh, yeah i was gonna say i can separate the character from the actor but he was phenomenal as joel and if you haven't already there's mocap video uh background videos of him playing joel in the game with ashley johnson as ellie and it's real good it's really good and i bow to him as uh as as the actor of his craft the craft of acting yeah ashley johnson by the way i have no parasocial problems with (laughs) yeah that's probably good (laughs) she seems wonderful (laughs) so we cut to joel he's still recovering from the injury he sustained two weeks ago and uh him and ellie are reduced to eating scraps of beef jerky so ellie decides to go out to hunt some game and this is very similar to the source material this is the first time you're actually getting to play as ellie in the game where you're just going out to forage for food She shoots a deer and it runs off. And when she finds it, she's also finding David and James. And she holds them at gunpoint saying, hey, you motherfuckers, get away from my deer. And they have this very tense piece of dialogue. Right. Which would eventually lead to Troy Baker's character being sent back to the village to get penicillin because Ellie asks specifically for medicine that she will be giving to Joel, at which point Troy Baker is like, what? Uh, really? You want me to do that? And David's like, yeah, I am a man of the people and I am a man of God and every life is sacred. But in reality, he wants the penicillin to go into Joel so that the infection can go away so that he can eat him. So, yeah, uh, not as <laughs> I didn't think of. I didn't think of that. That's the reason I he like did it. That's the only reason he would. Oh, anyway. so, well, so as they continue talking, David and Ellie are alone inside a nearby house while they wait. They start a fire to keep warm and they have this wonderful dialogue. David explains to Ellie that they had just lost a member of the group done by a man who was in tote with a younger girl. And at this point, Ellie is very quickly realizing that he is, in fact, talking about Joel and her and she starts to panic. And as she starts to panic, James is back holding a gun up to her. And David says, listen, James, just lower the gun a little bit let's have a chat here and james is concerned that david is letting her go but what's interesting about this ryan is that i don't think that he wanted to keep joel alive to eat him they just wanted revenge and that was a way for her to lead david to joel to kill him because yeah, i think that's, that's also I think he even true said that. yeah 
yes, allowing uh, his village that vengeance is going to be very good for morale. Uh, So it has a dual purpose of allowing for vengeance and also eventually eating him. Potentially. So, yeah, yeah, uh, both great things in the eyes of David. But yeah, so in this moment, it was really a little scary when Ellie realizes like, oh, man, he's talking about me. Oh, man, he knows he's talking about me. Oh, he knows who I am. Uh, Oh, this 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 couldn't have gone worse. But Ellie, in that moment, grabs the medicine and runs off, and James is saying, hey, why aren't aren't we chasing them? And David's like, it's okay. We're going to go follow her later. It'll be fine. And she returns to Joel and injects the penicillin in his wound, starting the healing process, and then they enjoy a quick snuggle. Yeah, I liked that moment because she was like, where do I put this? Like, Joel would even know. And then she was like, I'm just, I guess, going to put it near the the wound. wound. Uh, and, and like me as a person who knows absolutely nothing about the human body when she was doing it, I was like, Oh boy, I hope she's not putting that into like directly into an organ or something. (laughs) Right. Good luck. Good luck, girl. Oof. Yeah. No, I would not want to be in that situation. (laughs) Like she just puts it too deep, puts it straight into a kidney. That shit ain't going to work. Like that's. Oh, no. Yeah. Is that even bad? The the example I'm saying right now, I have no idea if that's bad. Yeah, that could be totally harmless. I'm a dumb, dumb boy. I have no idea. (laughs) I'm not a medical professional. I have no intention on becoming one. No, not. If I decided at the age of 35, you're like, I think I'm going to become a doctor now. I'm going to start the 12 years of school now <laughs> i'd never go to you <laughs> no i would you shouldn't because i would be bad at it one yeah. two unlicensed for sure because i would have given up because three i don't even know what happens when you put a penicillin into a kidney i what i assume is the kidney becomes like a super kidney uh that can do anything yeah, it would be a super super kidney <laughs> everyone knows that that's your cured <laughs> So David returns to his group, but now in tote with the deer because Ellie ran off and didn't take it. But it's clear the group knew that they found the killer because as he walked in with just the deer, they were pretty bummed, it looked like. And the girl speaks out in the back and says, you should have killed them both. And David very calmly walks up to this girl, but viciously backhands her in the face, causing her to collapse to the ground. It seemed like this was fine. Nobody reacted to this. Right. This is not the first time that he has slapped the shit out of somebody very clearly. Yeah. Yeah, And he's pouring all that gas on the ground and lighting her up with it. So uh, a lot of that happening in this episode with David's control tactics. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. He did not light her on fire. No, I'm saying that she was gaslighting her. Oh, I thought you were like he was lighting her on fire. And I was like, I don't think we watched the same show. No, We we watched it later, though. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, there is fire eventually. You're not wrong. there. there. So after that happens, everyone sits including that little girl and slowly eats their tiny bowls of what i would assume is venison or human either one no it's it's human we're told it's it's venison but it's human yeah yeah i like that and then the room slowly shuts the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they totally ate her dad right she's currently eating her dad oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) and uh she has the hunger now probably right no other meat will satisfy her that way ever again And David, too, also something to know. David has the same pile of human, but a very much larger version of a plate filled with human. Yes. uh, Because he's the leader. He's the leader. He gets to eat more dad. He gets to eat the dad. Bummer. (laughs) 
Bummer. So morning comes and David's group is on the hunt looking for Joel and Ellie's shelter. And Ellie notices them and tries to draw them away on horseback. And she actually gets captured because big bad Troy Baker shoots the horse in the head. Yeah. Causing it to flip on end and Ellie fly off. And it was pretty intense. Yeah, that looked like it fucking hurt. Yeah. Uh, James is a crack shot. Oh, uh, yeah, he is. And, and hit that horse in the brain. Just yeah, done. At, at that point, uh, Dave was like, oh, cool. We get to eat a horse. And yeah, now we have horse meat. We're Ikea now. It is really coming up Millhouse. And because uh, David is like Millhouse. If his hair was red, he grew up, uh, found God, <laughs> and decided to eat people. It's more of an apt. F- it's Yeah, it's spot on. Anyway, this all leads to them capturing Ellie. and yes. then and dispersing a search party for Joel, which is bad because it's Joel bad. is currently laying down and do- making this noise. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a good noise to be making when someone's about to come try to murder you. No, but what Ellie did before uh, she ran out with the horse is she put a knife in Joel's hand and said, if anyone comes in here, you fucking kill them. And I mean, like, I d- at that point, I didn't know if Joel actually heard what she said because she kept screaming, don't fall asleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. He most likely heard it in his fugue state. Yeah, like, right. He's having a dream. Like, kill them. Kill. Like, it's just echoing. <laughs> through eternity and then his eyes pop open as he hears steps above him and he's like i am the fucking terminator and even with a wound in my body i'm gonna stab some people yeah he musters enough courage and strength to get up from the bed and hide in a dark corner and as the gentleman approaches the downstairs and sees the mattress with blood all over it and joel's belongings Joel comes out of the shadows and stealthily kills the man, and that is exactly like the game, baby. Yeah, that you I wouldn't kill so many I, people per- that way. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't chalk it up to courage. I think stabbing is his default. Yeah, you know? I would go. I would agree. <laughs> he wakes up, his eyes open. He goes, "Let's go stabbing." Let's say we're stabbing. Just like when grown-up Cannibal Millhouse wakes up, he his <laughs> eyes open and he's like, "Let's, let's eat somebody's eating. fingers today, baby." <laughs> So they cut back to Ellie, who is now waking up in a cage, and David is weirdly sitting there staring at her, and he continues to try and gaslight her, uh, but this time to no success. Yeah, despite all her rage, she's still just an Ellie in a cage surrounded by human ears. Despite all my rage, I still Smashing pumpkin, smashing pumpkin. It is weird. So it's, it's not well known, but I love that version of that song where all the guitars are just uh billy corrigan saying smashing pumpkin smashing pumpkin oh it's a good it's a good it's a good it's a good end <laughs> So we continue on and we flash back now to Joel's position and he is now on a stealthy spree and begins to kind of hunt these men that are after him. He ends up capturing two more and interrogates them. And this scene is exactly like the game. I didn't like I, I didn't like how this scene I made me it. feel. I loved the scene, too. But how it made me feel was bad. The, oh. the sound the sounds they had when yeah. he stabbed that man in the knee yes. and then you was pulling back sounds like for uh, real. 
removing his knee. I don't, how dare you, how dare yeah. you bring that up? Anyway, yeah, but it was yes, great. <laughs> I, I was like, it does, it sounds like a, a large stick breaking. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't, you're, you know what? You're right. I kind of didn't pick up on why this scene, I was like, no, 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 fuck that. <laughs> it's because the sound was accurate and I it. Hated was the it. same. So they've done their research then. <laughs> yeah, gross. How dare they? So yes, Joel goes on this interrogation spree with these men, gets them to point out on the map with a knife in their mouth where their camp is located and that is this scene was almost one to one of the game every line almost to down to the I'll disconnect your kneecap from your knee or whatever he said pretty intense so Mm -hmm. brutal kneecap stabbing ruthless Joel Ellie's in danger daddy mode activated yeah and then he kills the first guy and then also kills the second guy it reminds me uh, of Ellie and Joel going into the Kansas City QZ and the kid begging for his mother whom uh, Joel also kills like Uh he has you always have to sort of keep that in mind where he has a gear that is hard to fathom oh yeah where a person is begging for their life but it doesn't matter he doesn't care right like and it's well I'm going to come back to this feeling right here because in a longer discussion we'll have in about five to ten minutes about how hard it is to empathize with TV characters, especially when you have short <laughs> periods of time. Like it's situations like this that are just so hard to fathom and you can yeah. pretend like, you know, but 20 years of post-apocalyptic wasteland filled with fungus who are trying to murder you and all the people are terrible. Like, again, you can pretend, but you have no fucking clue what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> We, we I hope we never find out what that would be. I, I Honestly, I don't hope that. I sort of hope the opposite because I am ready to start eating people. Oh, good, good. Yes, you want to make it mainstream. That's right. You're first. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Now we're cutting back to Ellie in the cell and she's looking down at the ground and finds a dismembered ear in the corner and she's starting to put things together and cannibals. Uh, David says some shit about desperation. (laughs) When David looked to the right and was like, fuck, she saw the ear. Yeah. Well, ears out of the bag. Hey. (laughs) Gross. Yeah, he says some shit about desperation. He relates himself to cordyceps except he's a bitch. So, (laughs) um, yeah. Yes yeah it's yeah and and then at this point is where david tries to weirdly seduce ellie and she mm. actually plays along gross which leads her to break his finger which i'm sure Good. you loved that sound too i didn't like that sound one bit and i'm <laughs> glad you brought it up again but yeah david fucking sucks yeah and he mad now because she broke his finger and oh. she's ruthless Good. and says a really great line. Mm. Ellie is the name of the girl that broke your fucking finger. <laughs> like, yes. That's so true. good. Take that bitch. So after that, the guys burst back into her cell and grab her and throw her on the table, which we assume is to start to dismember her and eat her for sustenance. Yeah. And she ends up biting David in this struggle and exclaims that she's infected right before the cleaver is about to hit her in the head. Oh, that was such a good idea. Yeah. Like there was only one thing you could do. There was only one line to play to get to the ending you wanted, which was not getting cleaved. Right. And she played the right line. Like it, 
Just very smart, resourceful, Ellie. Good job. What's interesting about this, too, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, is that she said that, and if they were to have tested her, she would be positive. Right. Even though she's immune, she still tests positive for the virus in her blood. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. The little, the wand thingies would say yes. Thankfully, yeah. dogs are like, she's chill. Yeah, yeah, dogs don't care. Wand thingies care. <laughs> well, dogs know. Dogs are smarter than wand thingies. Of course and, they are. And they're like, I mean, it's in her. But she's good. Yeah, unless if she doesn't pet me, let's kill her. (laughs) Right. If she doesn't boop the snoot, I'm ripping her to shreds. Yeah, but if she boops snoot, I'm going to get some tummy rubs about her right right now. Exactly. Let's cuddle. (laughs) That is that is the way. (laughs) That is the way. In the struggle, Ellie grabs the meat cleaver and actually uh, slams it into James's throat. Bye-bye, yeah. Troy. It's been an amazing run with you, buddy. Bummer. It is. He fell to the ground. He did a great job being a, a guy who is now dead. A dead guy. <laughs> dead guy with the gushing jugular. You know, I hope we get Ashley Johnson in this show as well. We will. We will. She's uh, already been in the previews. She'll be in next uh, episode. Oh, <laughs> tis Christmas and Ryan's got a present. It's the thing he wanted immediately. Hey. I hope she doesn't get cleaved in the throat. I don't think so. No, <laughs> I think there's going to be a little bit of a flashback. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I hope for a good time for her. I hope she's the one character in the show who's not sad. I doubt right. it. Well, I, doubt I don't it. know. The The clip of her is her crying profusely holding a baby, which I assume is Ellie. So that's well, not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. I forgot. Yes. She plays Ellie's mother, most likely. Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. well, this is tough times. Yes. The last of us, guys. Last of us, baby. <laughs> so as Ellie pushes that knife into James's throat, she scrambles out of the room and escapes escapes and hides from David, who is now going full Jack Torrance mode throughout yeah. the restaurant. David misses two point blank shots. Unbelievable. Just <laughs> He's like terrible with a gun. He has some stormtrooper in him because he uh. cannot for the life of him hit the broadside of an alley. <laughs> So Ellie is hiding from David and she grabs a piece of wood that was just smoldering in a fire and it's still got a little ember on the end. And as she throws it at him, it hits a curtain in the corner and begins to set the entire place on fire. At which point he has a choice. Do I keep trying to find this little girl so I can do just the most awful things I can think of or put out the fire that would, if I let keep going, perhaps end my life in the future and he's so evil that he's just like you know what fire is fire makes this cooler fire's cool fire's cool backdrop listen to me i know what things are cool and number one is eating people number two (laughs) is god okay and number three is fire so Let's do this. I will say there was one very quick shot, and I wish they sat on it a little bit longer, of David's silhouette with the meat cleaver in front of the fire, and it was completely blacked out, but it was his silhouette, and it was such a good shot, and they cut away too quick, I think. I think they should have let that one simmer. Mm, Let it marinate like they did that dad. A seven-day marinade and then eat the dad. Uh, I think I need to make this very clear. I don't want to eat people. Do you (laughs) you think I had to make that clear? I feel like I do. Maybe. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? This is something a guy who wants to eat people would say. Yeah. This I don't believe you at all anymore. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. (laughs) They go through this entire scene here where David is literally 
stalking Ellie, similar to how Jack Torrance did in the wonderful Stanley Kubrick movie, The Shining, where he's going, Danny, Danny boy. But now Mm. it's Ellie. Come on, Ellie. (laughs) I don't like. I don't like the way you say that. I mean, that's kind of what he sounded like. I know, but it's disconcerting. I it was. I mean, that then he did his job. Again, you've done yours. Thank you. Appreciate you. So she ends up being stalked by David in this burning building. And fast forward, she ends up stabbing him. They both drop to the floor and he starts to get on top of her and hold her down. And it's very clear that he was intending on raping her. Exactly yeah. how the game alludes to as well. Although oh. here, they actually show him unzipping his fly in the show. I don't like that. Yeah, they didn't yeah. do that in the game so this was actually even more intense arguably than the game yeah no i i'm i'm glad that they they showed his intentions fully because when he got on top of her i was like uh yeah. especially because of like the last scene where he was being weird yeah but like nah they left no stone unturned here he's an absolute largest s-tier piece of shit <laughs> And he said a line, something along the lines of, this will be true even in our romance. Oh, my God. Like, weird. Yeah, I don't... I don't like none of that. Yeah. So Ellie manages to grab his knife on the ground just out of reach, obviously, just like every action movie. And she ends up landing a headshot on him. And then she gets up on top of him and starts bludgeoning David over and over and over and over again. And she's lost in this moment of defending herself by any means necessary by this terrible, terrible person that's about to commit some terrible, terrible acts to her. And the scene cuts. Yeah. It just rage induced bloodlust at some point. Like right. it, it goes from being angry and being uh, within self-defense to wanting to inflict as much pain as possible. Right. It sounds like a relieving act of bludgeoning. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a it's a turning point for her character, obviously. Oh yeah. She has mentally snapped, but she's just unstable at this moment in time, and I'm sure she's in shock. And she leaves the building and stumbles out the back door. And there's actually one thing that I wish was different here she okay. just bludgeoned this man yeah. with many hits to the head you wish she was covered in more blood i wish she was covered in more blood i'll be honest yep. with you i think she was in the Same. game 100%. i wish that it looked like she just it like a little like blip, yeah but it was in fact not just blip and and listen I, I i've never personally cleaved someone 30 times and i don't That's want good. to and i may i want to make that very clear <laughs> but i i do you know i think we've been kind of ultra violence spoiled by tarantino movies yeah where he like he overuses blood to almost like a comical level oh it is it's a it is a comical level there's literally like pumps that pump out streams of blood like kill bill (laughs) yeah i just think this is one of those moments where the i'm always reminded of the story when they were shooting lord of the rings and peter jackson was uh was talking to um Saruman and oh oh Christopher yeah I know who you're talking about yeah and Fuck is uh, Christ- Christopher Lloyd I believe he's also in Back to the Future um <laughs> and his character is about to be stabbed in the back and Peter Jackson was like make a big scream when that happens and the actor was like I've seen someone be stabbed and that's not what happens oh yeah and Peter Jackson was like. Okay, well, you go with that, bud. Damn. Okay. Yeah, because he was in a war or something, right? Oh, yeah. That is that is fucking heavy, dude. Anyway. 
Ellie leaves the building and she's covered in blood, obviously not enough blood, according to us. And she's in terror and panic. And as she's walking away, Joel comes up behind her, finds her, and she starts screaming in retaliation as to what just happened to her. She's trying to fight back with anyone. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't understand what's happening. And Joel is screaming, it's me, it's me, it's Joel. And she realizes this and it is a very heartfelt embrace. She is relieved that he's finally here. He's the only person she has left and she's going to cling to him as long as she can now. And Joel does something that was very character changing for him. He calls her baby girl. And this is what he used to call his daughter, Sarah. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't been able to ever relate to someone or care for someone as much as he did his daughter. And he has now come to the terms that this girl, Ellie, he wants to protect and be a father for. Yes. He says, it's okay, baby girl. And uh, like you said, that is what he called his daughter. That line initially to me was a little lame. It just felt out of place. But now with 24 hours to think about it, I think it's good. I think it is good. It does. It does still feel a little unearned. But I like it nonetheless. I think it it feels unearned, but I think it had to happen. Yes. And I feel similar, but only for one other reason that's completely different. I knew it was coming. I knew exactly what he was going to say because this was a big point in the game as well, where he finally shows that he is there as a father figure. And that's a very pinnacle point in the game. Yeah. I didn't know that he was about to say that. And again, it felt a little unearned, but this goes into what we were talking about before with how difficult it is, especially in a situation that you can write all day however you want to, but we will just never know exactly how people would feel in that situation because it's just, you know, 20 years into a post-apocalyptic infected wasteland. It's just, you know, you're writing narrative fiction, but it, it is a weird thing to try to have to sell. And going from video game to TV, again, one of the hardest things to do, I think, there is take a character whom in the video game is much easier to sympathize with because you are them. Right. You learn their backstory slowly, but surely you embody their arc. You are their journey and they're moving by the act of your thumbs and or other fingers. So but in TV, that is not the case. You have to sympathize with Joel through not only his actions, but mostly from what other characters are telling him. Like you have to slowly but surely understand that he is learning how to internalize the things being told to him. Tess is telling him, save who you can save. Bill is telling him through a letter, he has a job to do. All of that, uh, there are plus there are more there. I mean, Henry says, has lines for him as well. That is, again, he is just getting closer and closer to finally internalizing the truth, which is Ellie is a person he cares about equally to his daughter, a thing yeah. that he believed would never happen. And and by the way, that all leads to the point where last episode, Joel asks to have a family meeting with Tommy and nonchalantly includes Ellie. Yes. It's something I don't, I don't think we really got into, but no, he says, no, let's overlooked. talk as a family. Yep. And he he didn't even second guess the fact that he included Ellie in that family, which leads me to this question I have for you, which is 
let's talk about the shift in Ellie's demeanor from here on out. What was okay. the vibe shift in the video game? Because I think you could uh, you could label her with a version of PTSD that would come with anybody in this world. Was there anything different in these scenes from the video game? Like, I felt like they really leaned into Ellie saved Ellie. Like, Joel was not the superhero who do ex machina this scene. Ellie really had to fight for her own life. Um, yeah. and, but it feels like when you get to the end of this scene that she'll never smile or tell a pun ever again. Like, it's just that shit's over. Uh, yes. So before I re- respond to that, I want to point out one thing that you said in that wonderfully put monologue you just had. Thanks, man. Um, so you're only reinforcing something that I've felt for a very long time in that the video game medium is this, unless you're a gamer, is a very unknown known way of telling a story. Oh, it's uh, the best way to tell a story. Yes, you can play ever created it perfectly. You can play as the character. You are with these characters for hours and hours and hours and I mean days even playing their moves, getting dialogue from them, hearing them, hearing their friends, their family, their compatriots. All of this is is happening and you are controlling them. So you are them. And that is why I believe that this game truly is better than the show. And it always will be. Even Mm. though you say you want to disagree, it is for that exact reason that the game medium allows you to digest the story in a much more organic and slow way. And you're not speeding through 50 minute episodes. You have hours to do the thing that is getting it done in 50 minutes. You know, if you want the full experience, play the game. If you haven't played the game and you're listening to our puny little podcast about the show and you haven't played the game, I highly, highly recommend playing the game or at least watching all the cutscenes. It is so similar, but it's different in ways that make the story way more expansive, way, way more deep and emotional than the show is. Now, the show's been doing a wonderful job adding things here and there, but it just hasn't captured the exact same spirit that the game had, and it's because it's a game. It's exactly what you said. Yeah, I think my want and or need to to without context to disagree with you just comes from the fact that even if I as I said <laughs> I think video games have the highest ceiling for yes. storytelling sure. in any medium that's ever been created. But TV is still my favorite medium. Yeah, it's well, it's it's much easier. It takes less time and you still can get the same effect kind of. Yeah, no, it's just that I, I grew up on television. I played video games as a hobby. Television right. was my life. Uh, yes. So and that's so it's different. Just, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I I don't know if this is spoilers for anything going forward, but I guess just talk about the video game and not and not what you think about the TV show or what they're going to do with Ellie. But like, is this a gigantic turning point for who Ellie? Like, is she, it, does she ever do a joke ever again? Um, okay, so without spoiling it, because we will see this next episode, and in the game, it does take you a little bit longer to get through what we only have, what, the last episode is 60 minutes, right? Something like that? 55, 60 minutes? Sure. We are going to get to the end of it, the way the pacing has gone in the show. But in the game, you have a lot more time to marinate on the things that just happened, and you have a lot more pieces of dialogue in the game that you can get. And in the game... Ellie and Joel are now in spring. It is warm out. Trees have leaves on them again. And you are approaching the final city where your 
bringing her to the Fireflies. And Joel makes a couple of comments in the first scene that you're playing after this big fight scene with David. Joel says, everything okay, Ellie? And he's very fatherly to her and very loving to her. And she is just very melancholy. I wouldn't say that it's a turning point. It's because she knows where they're going and they're probably going to separate ways at some point for at least a little bit. Right. And so she's just somber, trying to enjoy the time. They are talking a little bit, but she does drop a couple more. I want to say maybe one or two more like silly lines, but she's not reading from the pun book anymore. She's not making jokes of the world. She's just kind of going through it and going to where she has to go to. So it's a lot more somber rather than exuberant and excited. Yeah, I I think and this is a moment where they are doing a good job and why I think it's okay. Baby girl is a perhaps unearned, but still very important line that still had to happen for sure. Yeah. And it's because Joel has always with Ellie had multiple goals. And I think those goals were unbeknownst to him. They were subconscious and Mm. they're coming to the surface now. But number one was always keep Ellie alive. Yeah. And number two, though, was preserve as much of her innocence as possible. Right. Which started pretty low due to being born into this world in the first place. Mm -hmm. And this episode, that last scene, is his first major failure where that innocence is gone. It it can never come back. It's been ruined. And that failure, I think, will inform the finale. And now that he is, again, they are all they have left is each other. He has time. Tommy, but you know, he's not having that it's okay outside of a burning barn restaurant uh, <laughs> that he would like it's he is so close to Ellie now and yeah. he's such a protecting figure that to a degree that I don't think he ever thought he could get back to. Mm-mm, no. And the but the girl who grew to love him and who he loves as well is now after this moment ostensibly gone. And the jaded woman he loves like a daughter is now here to stay, but only if he keeps her alive. So now that he can no longer protect her innocence, the only thing he has left is her life. And her life is now more important to him than anything could ever be. Yeah. And that's why I got a little mad about the Riley and Ellie episode and to a lesser extent, Bill and Frank, because it was so great. But it's because that subtext is really important to the story. And every second that they weren't trying to hammer that home is a disservice to the finale and how hard it can hit. I mean, they're going to take the swing in the finale as a video game player and as a me person who has watched all of the cutscenes on YouTube, I know <laughs> it's going to happen. And I just feel I like it's always I'm always in this place of mourning how good something could be if they decided to take other routes and uh, which, you know, isn't a uh, healthy way to intake entertainment. But um <laughs> That's but the way still, your brain works. <laughs> yes, but still, like, I have a very full understanding now. All Joel cares about in the entire world from now until forever is Ellie's heart beating. Yeah. Is she alive? Yes. And I just wish that was hammered home even more than it was. Yeah, I mean, so the beginning of next episode, I have an idea of what's going to happen. You know, they're entering Salt Lake City, uh, Salt Lake City, and... Nice. Yeah, is a thought I'd bring it home. <laughs> sure. Go listen to the banter, by the way, yeah. where we talk about Salt Lake City, patreon.com slash HBOBOYZ. It is only a dollar. You could give more, but it's only a dollar. We do banter before <laughs> all episodes, and that joke 
will make a lot more sense with that will make more sense yeah <laughs> so they're in salt lake city and you know i don't want to i don't want to lose the fact that ellie is still a kid and that's very evident even in the final chapter of the game and what would be the final episode of the show here she's still a child she still has childlike wonderment but it's just been subdued a little bit with the effects that have happened to her but the bond between her and joel is stronger than ever and that ends up being very clear and you will see in the final episode i think and i and i hope they take that swing and i hope it lands i think it will i mean it's leading to be that we'll see i guess when it airs but it's a great ending to the game and into the last of us part two the game you actually get some filled backstory of the years leading up to when the last of us part two happens with joel and ellie that is very good and really drives home their relationship i mean i don't want to spoil it but it's just they add more in part two that gives more context to their relationship after this game ends and the the in-between years and it's really good and i hope season two stays true to the big big themes of the game because they have to they have to or else they'll lose it yeah uh i (laughs) i'm looking forward to the finale yeah a lot uh one general criticism i have of this show is the same kind of general criticism i had of especially later seasons of the walking dead where uh the zombie show stopped having zombies in it right (laughs) i kind of wish zombie show had more zombies but But other than that they I'm made chill. it really clear. They made it really clear before this show aired that this show was less about the ravenous oh, no, infected no, no. and more about the blah, lives blah. of the people. They and say that's that for how the, the Walking game Dead is too. too. I know. I don't care. I don't care. The line of like this, you know, this zombie show is not really about the zombies as much as <laughs> about the human stories. But but even shut even, the fuck up. Even <laughs> show the, me. I the, just want to see a cool zombie. But even in the game, you know, there's a point where you do get fatigue fighting them, and you care and are affected more with the interactions of the people and then you end up fighting people instead of infected and infective are part of it it's just it becomes a chore at some point you're not gonna get backstories to zombies like post zombie turning (laughs) no i know i know know. like they're not gonna have large emotional arcs but they're not damn zombies i understand that fight scenes that happen frequently would just take up time where they could be story building yeah that's i'm fine but like i don't know hear a clicker in the distance every once in a while yeah (laughs) i understand that <laughs> and that wraps up our episode eight recap of The Last of Us. We'd like to thank our patrons Sunshine Connor O'Dow, Jamie Lochner, James Watch My Dong, Chris Wood, Brent Ginn, Craig John Jewers, Major Woody, and Carol Andreas. Thank you for your support with the show. Please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog sitter if you'd like. Um, you know, feels, you can also you can also tell your hairdresser or your barber. Um, you can tell mm-hmm. who else could they tell Ryan? They could tell their bartender. They could tell their um, sure. electrician, and all those people could give a mm-hmm. dollar. We could provide you wonderful content like we're doing right now. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and this is top notch. Tell your cannibalistic priest as well. Yeah, that's that's the one I was missing. That's it. 